How much do you think that you should spend on an online business? Hi, this is Jared Krause, host of the Buying Online Businesses podcast. And in this episode, I'm doing a solo podcast on how much to spend when buying your first online business. In this podcast episode, I specifically talk about the difference between a business, what a business looks like, and a startup and what a startup actually looks like. And I talk about why that's important when trying to spend money on buying a business and versus a startup. I also talk about how much a business actually costs versus what a startup actually costs. Also talk about the risks that are involved with each of those and what may be a better investment for you. I also talk about how much you should be spending on a business and then what you can do if you don't have enough to buy a business yet. I'm also gonna cover buying a business with finance and much, much more. If you're looking at buying a business, this is the podcast episode for you. Enjoy it. Do you wanna build or grow your content website? Niche website builders have helped hundreds of people to take their content websites from a few hundred dollars per month to over tens of thousands of dollars per month with crafted content creation, buying age domains, and link building strategies. These strategies have helped people increase their traffic, authority, monthly earnings, and their website valuation too. Head to nichewebsite.builders forward slash B-O-B forward slash to get 10% off any link building or 10% more from their content creation services. That's nichewebsite.builders forward slash Bob forward slash. I'll put a link in the description too. This is such a common question that I usually always get. How much should you spend when you're buying your first online business? Now, I'm going to dig into this, but before I do, I need to make a disclaimer. Everything that I say here in this podcast episode is not financial advice. Please go away and check with your own financial advisor what is the best route and the best thing for you to do with your money based on where you're at financially and personally. Now, I'm going to be talking about buying websites and online businesses in this episode when you're buying them with cash. You can buy them with finance as well, but I'm going to talk towards finance towards the end of the podcast episode. Now, first and foremost, before I tell you how much you should be actually be spending on your first business, I want to tell you what an actual business is. Most people that come to this space don't really understand the difference between what a established business actually is and something that may actually be a startup. So I'm going to explain the difference here. Now a business, it's a system that makes money. It's a system that produces a predictable result. For example, an e-commerce business that has products and has a marketing plan put in place and a marketing strategy that actually works where you put say a thousand dollars into ad spend you sell some products you go through some customer service and you send the products out to the customers and you make two thousand dollars in revenue that is a system that has a predictable result you put a thousand dollars in ad spend and you get two thousand dollars back that's a predictable system that makes money same with the content site you buy x amount or create x amount of content publish it on the site it gets ranked in google you get some google traffic or some traffic from other sources and then you make some money from some ads, maybe ad revenue on the site, maybe a course, maybe some affiliate links as well. And it's a predictable result. It's a predictable system. Now, 
there's a big difference when you go away and buy a startup. A startup is something that you need to put a lot more time, effort, and energy into for it to produce a result and you don't actually know what result you're going to get, which is why there's such a high risk with startups. SBA, which is the Small Business Administration, they've done a study and the facts are that 90% of startups fail. So what I don't like to do is I don't like to teach people to buy startups and I'd like to teach people to buy online businesses. Now, I've taught hundreds of people to buy online businesses and so many people have gotten a result. You can go away and see a bunch of case studies that I have. But please, 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 let's understand the difference between a startup and an online business. Now, usually there's a bracket. When does a when does a startup turn into an online business and it's established and it has actual legs? What price range is that? This is very rough. It can be different for different businesses, different business models. But usually what I see, if people buy something under the $10,000 price range, and you know, even from five to ten thousand dollars and less, usually people are buying a startup. Usually people are buying something that is a shell, okay, and hasn't got a predictable system that makes money, a proven system that makes money. For example, an e-commerce business. Some people may be looking at an e what I'm putting in um, air quotes in here, what some people would call an e-commerce business. And people will see that on maybe some of, some of the marketplaces and some of the numbers on how much that business may actually be fudged, right? Or not act- actually accurate. And the website looks good. Looks like there's products on the website. Maybe after doing further due diligence, you realize that the website isn't really selling much products and they don't have a marketing plan to put in place. They don't have a system that is predictable on how much that business is actually going to make. So people may go away and buy what they think is a, an online business. What they're actually doing is they're buying a startup, which may be just a website with some products on it for sale that's not actually making a profit or not really making much money. It may have done in the past, but maybe it's not doing it right now. So you need to be very careful with that. Same with content sites. People may see that it's a content site and it was making money. It may not actually be making money anymore, but it may just have a bunch of content on the site and a couple ads and it's not really making that much money because it's really not getting that much traffic. So you need to really look into the business and do your due diligence. I'm gonna put a bookmark here. If you haven't got my due diligence framework, go away and get it. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. A lot of people have been raving about it and it's the due diligence framework that I use and all my clients use to go away and buy businesses. So make sure you understand how to do your due diligence. So that said, there's a big difference between a startup and an online business. Startups, 90% failure rate, usually not making much money, if anything, uh, online business, predictable system that makes money. If you're a smart investor, usually you want to buy something with the least amount of risk and also the least amount of effort. So you're probably going to want to go away and buy an online business. So that said, if you've got more than the ten, more than the ten thousand dollar price range, what should you do? Also, if you don't have, if you've got less than ten thousand dollars, I'm going to tell you what you can do shortly as well. But for those who for those of you who have over the ten thousand dollars, where do you start? What what level? How much do you actually spend? Well, it's completely dependent on what you're comfortable with in terms of risk. But I have a recommendation for a lot of people, and I say don't spend 100% of your available capital of what you've got for this asset class on an online business. I suggest whatever capital you have that you can allocate to this asset class, maybe spend 60 to 80%, maybe even 85% of your money maximum. Now, why not 100%, Jared? So some people go away and take what I say is actual gospel and... (laughs) uh, you, everybody's in a different situation, so it's going to be it's going to vary depending on who you are, 
where you're from, how, where you are at financially. Now, the main reason I say not to spend 100% of your money is because you need some contingency money. Now, not just contingency money for the business in case the business needs some more resources put into it to grow it or something happened to the business and you need to get the business back to where it was currently and you need to put resources into it um, from your contingency money, but also life happens as well. I would hate to see somebody that has you know, $50,000 and that's all the money they've got and they put, go away and buy a $50,000 website business. What happens when you do that as well is not only do you not have any contingency money if something happens to your health or your family uh, or, or the business, but also you're putting a lot of pressure and stress on yourself and on the business for it to provide and for it to make money and it to, and it to be a good investment. And when you've got that pressure and pressure and stress on yourself, what usually happens is we go away and don't make the best decisions because we're stressed out. So I don't want you to go away and make your life harder by just spending 100% of your money on an online business. So I'm going to use $100,000 as an example. Okay, If you had $100,000, don't go away and spend that 100K because that's 100% of your capital. Maybe spend that 60 to 80, maybe even 85% max. Obviously, as you go down, if you know 50K, it's the same. Don't go away and spend 50K. Maybe you could spend 30 to 40, you know, uh, maybe 45 max. I would suggest that's probably getting pretty close to maxing out uh, at 45. So maybe it's just in between the 20 to 40K range. Depends on what your level of comfort is, but please make sure you got some con contingency money there as well. Now, what if you don't have $10,000? What if you've got less than the $10,000? Now, everybody is in a different uh, situation. Everybody was born in different areas of the world and sometimes it's a lot harder for somebody to save up $10,000 or $5,000, even $1,000 or even to save any money and I totally get that and uh, everybody is in a different position. So this is gonna be dependent on where you're at and what's actually available to you on some of the suggestions that I have for you. People come to me uh, from usually uh, developed countries and say, Jared, what can I do to, you know, I need to get myself set up to buy a business I don't have that much money. I have some suggestions for those people that are in developed countries and have access to work and jobs and, and can earn an income. I ask them, you know, you know, what are you what are you doing for work? You need to, you need to consider, are you making enough for the work that you're putting in at your job, if you have a job? Can you actually ask for more money from your current job? Or how many hours are you actually working? Can you go away and spend more time working to make more money? at the current job you have? Can you get overtime? Or can you go away and find another job? Personally, myself, I've worked multiple jobs at one time. When I was younger, I was very hungry to earn as much money as I could so I could buy a car without using finance for a car. Uh, and then it continued to, and then I continued to just have a really good savings habit. So once you get into a good savings habit, that really, really helps. The next thing is that what you can do is go through your expenses. So back when I used to do more one-on-one -on -one coaching than I'm actually doing now is I used to go through and get people's income, look at their income and then look at how much they're actually saving and work out where are the holes in this leaky bucket and where are you spending money that you don't actually know you're spending money? You know, what is that money being spent on and is it valuable and is it worth it? So what I suggest you do is 
I highly suggest you go through your expenses and cut out some possible entertainment expenses that you don't necessarily need if you're trying to get closer to being above that 10K price range and buying a business. Obviously, you can start smaller if you really want. It's up to you. Depends on how much risk you want to take and how much work you want to put in. But what I suggest is definitely go through your expenses. And a lot of people may be listening and just going, oh yeah, I'll just you know go through your expenses. I've heard this. No, seriously, you may have heard it so many times, but how many times have you actually gone through your expenses? How many times have you actually looked at how much money you're making than how much money you're actually saving from the money you're making? You may actually be alarmed. So please just do it. Go through your expenses and just cut out some of the expenses that may not necessarily, you know, you know may not really need. For example, I've been able to help people usually nearly every single time I help people um, save, you know, $100 a week to $200 to $300 a week. And that can end up being $5,000 to $10,000, $20,000 a year at times. So depending on how much you're making and how much you're actually spending will be dependent on how much you can save and how much you can cut out. But where I have been able to help people cut some money back is through their bills, right? Maybe they can get different bills, a phone bill. Sometimes people are paying hundreds of dollars on their phone bill when you can be spending 10 to 15 dollars a month on your phone and data and whatever it costs and then there's some other entertainment expenses you may actually not necessarily need so be brutal go through this if you actually really want this and you really want to get a result and you really want to buy a bigger and better business then it's worth going through that it doesn't matter what stage you're at even if you're making 200k a year you know it's worth going through your expenses now some people may be listening and, and asking what if Jared I have over hundred thousand dollars what if I have you know say between a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars or more how much should I be spending on my first business and this could be something for people that don't have that type of money yet to aspire to as well but let's say you do have let's say in the middle, you know, about 250K. If you have around 250K, then I wouldn't suggest going away and spending 80% of it or 80 to or 60 to 80% on uh, one business. What I would suggest you do, depending on the type of business you want to buy and depending on the different types of business model, how much work you want to put in, how much you want to diversify and de-risk is there could be an option for you to buy two businesses. You could spend 200K on two businesses that are 100K each. That way you've got some contingency money for both and you've got your risk spread between two. I would suggest that if you're buying content sites, if you're buying an e-commerce business, it may be different. If you're buying a SaaS business, it may be different. But if you have over $100,000, what I do suggest you do is reach out to me, email me. I'd love to help you with a, a strategy that's personal to your situation that can set you up for success. And that's what that's what we all want here is we all want to do the what we can and do the best we can with our money uh, without making our life too hard. My goal is to teach you guys and to help you guys to have a better life, not just make a bunch of more money because, you know, you can do that by working a lot more hours. But I want to teach you to have a better life with less stress, less risk. Now, now to the finance part, just because you can go away and get finance on an online business does not mean you should actually go away and do it. <laughs> Personally, I don't like to use finance when buying an online business myself. I would consider myself to be quite experienced in this. You know, I've helped hundreds of people to buy sites and I've bought so many sites myself. But there's risk when buying an online business. And if you're going to use finance, then I would highly suggest you have some, at least have some leverage and some confidence. So what does leverage mean? What does confidence mean? First and foremost, leverage is you should be able to either yourself or have somebody else like team have skills to be able to add value to the business. Let me give you an example. If you're buying an e-commerce business in say the pet space and you come from the pet space as a digital marketer, you have leverage 
because you know what sort of you know the know the psychology of how to sell those particular type of products and what channels to be selling them on maybe you're a good media buyer also if you are a maybe a writer or an seo and you go away and buy content sites as an seo you've got leverage because you can go away and instill that skill straight into that content site then the second part is that it's confidence right you may have leverage which is cool but you also need to have the confidence you want to have the confidence that you can execute on those growth strategies that you know how and actually achieve that desired result, right? That's for those of you who are thinking about going away and buying an online business with finance. Of course, there's different caveats to this, but if you're using finance, I would suggest you really do know what you're doing or you do get professional help. Now, I talked a lot about how much you should spend, why, how much money you could save, maybe work a little bit more, difference between buying a startup and an actual business that's a system. But don't just, like now that you've listened to this, don't just go away and buy a business. First, you want to understand how to do due diligence. If you haven't got my due diligence framework, go away and get it. There'll be a link in the description. This is the framework that I use and many of my clients use to go away and buy websites. It's helped us, a lot of us become very, very successful and it takes the guesswork out of buying a business. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode it was a short but sharp and very valuable one i feel if you do have any suggestions on other topics that you'd like me to cover for yourself as maybe an experienced investor in online businesses or if you're a complete beginner maybe around what type of business should you buy if you're a beginner what type of niche what all these different sort of questions that you may have reach out to me at jared at buyingonlinebusinesses.com and I'd be happy to answer your questions, maybe in a podcast that may be coming up short. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I'll speak to you very soon.